Welcome to Amplify Your Process Safety, the podcast that provides the experience and expertise you need when it comes to process safety and risk management. Our hands-on approach will give you the insight needed, whether you're new to industry or process safety, in a role where you interact with aspects of process safety, or an experienced process safety professional. Join your hosts, Wesley Carter and Rob Bartlett, in their mission to protect people, the companies they work for, and the communities where they operate by making process safety knowledge available to all. Hi, Rob. Hey, Wes. What's our subject for today? Management of change. Management of change. Management of change. MOC. How to spell management of change. No. M-O-C. M-O-C. So we're done? Yeah, that's that it. That was a quick podcast. You I didn't know, even tell anyone how to spell it. Do you think do you think the listener will appreciate this? Like, God, these. Th- thank God it was a short podcast. These I, guys I should apologize to our listeners. Um, we are going to talk about management change or MOCs and right. PSSR or pre-startup safety review. Okay. That sounds like a good topic. So why, why do we do MOCs? That's a big thing. If you've been around MOCs before or you've heard the term MOCs, sometimes you just get involved in the process. But why do we do them? Well, the purpose for, for, for doing any MOC is that we're going to make a change. And that change could be to equipment. That change could be to the facility. That change could be to procedures. That change also could be to personnel. But if I'm, do, if I'm doing a small change, we're not talking about that. Yes. We are. So that's one of the things about MOCs is that we're talking any change. Modifi- any modification. Any, any modification. Um, if you're doing a change then you need to do an MOC. Yes. So you can't really start talking about MOCs without talking about something that's specifically in both PSM and the RMP regulation, which is the concept of replacement in kind. Yes, So replacement in kind. So what's, you, what's replacement in kind, Wes? You're careful when you replace it, you're, you're kind. So you're like really nice. Replacement you're, you're in kind. You're, you're not You're not being You're going to replace, yeah, anything. you're going to make a modification. And let's say you've got a two-inch ball valve and you're going to replace it with another two-inch ball valve same exact same exact material of construction same exact flange rating every, everything on that valve is exactly the same why would you manage that change i mean what, what 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 would you document what's going to be impacted because of that so the question i would ask is who's the manufacturer same manufacturer different manufacturer same manufacturer same model number different model number same model number that would be a replacement kind then so it's not subject to moc Okay, so I've got a section of pipe okay. that needs to be replaced. It's a six-foot section of pipe. Okay. Um, 316 stainless. Okay. Flanged on the end, 150-pound flanges. Anti-class rating, yeah. So I, I, it's, it's uh, you know, we, we, we had a leak, so we're just going to replace it. Okay. Can replace it with the same stuff. Do I need to do an MOC? No, I don't. I don't think so. No? Okay. So a couple things here. First off is that... Um, it's really case by case basis. You really have to look at it to and 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 determine: Are you making a change? Now, I think that's a good point. Case by case basis. Yeah. What you said. Yeah. Is this modification I'm making going to impact anything? Anything. So, what are some of the things that we're that we're looking at that it could impact? Your facility process safety information, uh, piping and instrumentation diagrams, your PNIDs. You could be something as simple as it's going to change. Like maybe I've got for a piece of equipment, I keep model serial number up at the top. You know, on my P90s, it looks the same in the drawing, but up top, those are going to change. And because it, you change model serial number, what else might might change because of that? Well, there's a lot of things. I mean, electrical classification could change. 
um, the the manual. You, I mean, you get an owner's manual, a maintenance manual, um, which is going to tell you how to maintain properly maintain. You know, if you've got a, a, a pressure safety valve or you've got a motor, it's going to have recommendations so for the, spare parts, all that. So you've got a document that now is different than the one you had before. So yeah, you can, you know, for the listener, right? Every time, you, if you're going to make a change in the facility, think about or you, you're going to make a modification whether you think it's replacement in kind or not or you're having this debate in your head or on a team think about if we do this do we need to go update a procedure or a maintenance you know a, a cmms type system a computer-based maintenance system where or a manual or a procedure or a, a drawing or a a master equipment list whatever think about as we're doing this and we're thinking about if we need to do an moc is it going to impact any any other documents, procedures, trainings, programs, even personnel? Even personnel, absolutely. And I, and I've I've worked with a facility that uh, didn't get cited, but OSHA was looking at some other stuff and said, "Oh, by the way, your plant manager left in January, and it's now April. Where's the MOC that covers all of his responsibilities related to your PSM program?" I, I've, and I've been involved when I was a younger engineer. Um, I, I think I'm what I'm still young. Right. Am yeah, I getting I, old? I, well, you're younger than me. So to me, you're all, you'll always be young. <laughs> but when I was first out of school and we had a senior engineer, I say senior, 30 year professional engineer that was retiring, we had to divvy up his responsibilities to three junior engineers. That's, and we managed that process, making sure, because if we didn't do that right, some of his responsibilities could have been missed when he left. And that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. And, and so you should be using the MOC process for those sorts of things as well. Um, so MOCs, we've kind of so, talked about okay. it. So, so, so. I want to, I want to touch a little bit on, um, I'm an operator. I'm out in the field. I see maintenance come up and, uh, they're, they're taking out the motor for one of our pumps Okay. and they're putting in a new motor. And I, I look at it, I say, wait, I said, you know, it's, it's a different color casing or something. That's a different motor. What do I do? You're, they come out and you you realize you and don't then, have an MOC. Well, I guess that's where I'm going. Is that is that the hope is, and in 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 good systems and good in facilities that really have good programs, you've got the guys on the floor saying, "Where's your MOC for that?" Absolutely. Is there an MOC for this? And that's what yeah, that's and what the maintenance we want. guys exactly. And the maintenance guys are saying when when the you know their their foreman says, "Hey, go in, install this over there." They're like, "Okay, where's the MOC to do this?" Absolutely. Because um, what happens the, if they don't do the MOC? What could happen? Well, anything can happen. Well, what do you mean? I, I mean, I'm not sure where you're going. What, well, I say what could happen. There's There could be inadvertent consequences when you don't do an MOC. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're if, uh, uh, let's just say your spare parts, I don't know, you've got, you're putting in new equipment and you don't do an, an MOC, so you don't update your spare parts list and then you're losing money now if that if that piece of equipment goes well, down you're losing money but also you could you know maybe the spare part for you know some o-ring they you know this one uses a different a different um, um material of construction now you know when you go and put the, the the one with the old material of construction maybe that causes some sort of catastrophic failure absolutely um, or or as you say maybe it just causes downtime because hey i don't have the spare part for this anymore um, yeah, so there definitely are uh, consequences for not doing. But I, not I, doing the I like, and I like your scenario. Maintenance walks up, whoever walks up, you know, it can be anyone from maintenance. It can be a mechanic, it can be you know an IE technician. But they walk up to do the work. You're an operator, and you know that while we do MOCs, ultimately, is there's things that could be impacted, like you just said, 
and if they're not if they're done incorrectly the modification or not properly reviewed something bad could happen what if um what if the pipe they're putting in is the wrong material of construction and nobody nobody reviewed it engineering didn't review it sounds like a potential for a release of the chemicals you want to keep in the pipe and we want to keep chemicals in the pipe because they're dangerous and they can start fires or they can kill us or because they're toxic, whatever. So I like what you're saying about the operator. That's their, so they can take ownership. So in, 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 in facilities that do this well, and I've actually taken facilities from, um, literally anytime anything was done, they'd come to me and say, Hey, is this an MOC? And 99 times out of hundred, my answer was yes. Right. So, um, all the way to, I've got operators calling me saying, Hey, I see the maintenance guy out here installing this, or, Hey, I see a contractor installing this new equipment. I haven't, is there an MOC for this? Um, so you, see so, at that point you've empowered them to, if, if when they don't know to ask. Exactly. So, and, and that's really what, what best in class looks like here is that everybody in the organization is on the lookout for this sort of thing. So, um, so we got to do an MOC. What are some different ways that we can do the MOC? Well, one is you can do it. I mean, there's nothing in the regulation. There's nothing that says how you do the MOC. There, there's certain information that's required. Why are you doing the change? Technical what impact, basis, technical justification. Basis, what, what impact will it have on, on health and safety? Okay, th- those have to be in there. But you can do it as a paper system. You can do it as a some sort of a of a computer based system. You can do it as an online cloud based system that they have now. Yeah. Um, so it's up to the facility the best way to do that. And in 2019, you know, the, the, any sort of a mature system uh, or, or plant or, or company is going to be using some sort of an online process. So, so do the MOC. We, we, we put this together. Um, um, we have a list of people who have to approve it. Right? Approve. So we, why, why so would people have to approve it? Because we want a, a cross-functional group of, 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 of experts to review it and also management to say, yes, we agree this is safe to do. So who do we have on that list? Well, we generally have uh, the safety person. Safety person. The environmental person. Mm-hmm. Um, some sort of engineering person, at least one. Um, and it may, it may be like a plant engineer versus a... Um, uh, a corporate, I mean, maybe there's also a corporate engineer. I mean, some of it depends on the size. Uh, I've, I've set up some systems where you actually have a tiered approach. If mm-hmm. it's a minor change, you just have a couple of people. Yeah, if simple it's change. a major change, yeah. you've got, you know, five, six, seven, eight people looking at it. Yeah, yeah. You set it up, like like you said, you kind of have your four, I'll call it main groups, health, safety, environmental, engineering, operations. And then we're going to do a major change. Hey, let's throw in an INE specialist. You know, if you're if you're in a special chemical manufacturing facility, you might have a technology expert for that one unit that technology expert needs to be involved. Exactly. So if you've got, if you got a special sort of, uh, or, or if you've got a, um, a process that you, you're in a big company and you've got sister processes that are similar, you probably have somebody who's kind of in charge of that technology. They call them sometimes a spa, like a single point of accountability yeah, for or, that technology. Yep. Um, uh, you know, a technology manager, someone like that for some certain, you know, you, you wouldn't do it for everything, but for some you would. Um, and, and you know, I always, whenever I'm talking about MOCs, I always make sure to bring up personnel. We talked about it a little bit, um, but that is something that a lot of facilities just don't even think of. They don't, they, they think of, you know, hey, I'm doing my MOCs for equipment. I'm doing my MOCs maybe for, you know, big procedure changes, um, but not doing it for, for the personnel. So I always, always have to, always have to be thinking about so that. So we review, right? So the MOCs proposed, you've, whether you're using paper-based, electronic, online, 
you've got it in the system. It's been reviewed by your cross-functional team. Each one who wears their own hat, they're looking out for the things and the modification that they might have to be responsible for updating. Then what? Uh, well, then it's, it's uh, well, you know, part of the process before you get to the approval, part of the process is figuring out what else will change. And we, we kind of hit on this a little bit earlier. Um, some of the things you've got to make sure that you have um, what are the actions that need to be done both before this pers- this uh, MOC is implemented as well as after this so MOC you said, is implemented. You said implemented. What's, what's a good, for our listeners, mm-hmm. implemented? What's a good way we could, we could say, hey, this is before implementation, this is after implementation? So anything you got to do before implementation um, are anything that has to be done Bef- uh, in order for the process to run safely. Now that includes writing procedures. That includes training people. Uh, that includes redlining um, your PNIDs. Redlining your PNIDs. You don't have to have it catted. No, but you should. That can be after the fact. That, that can be after the fact. Um, and then some of the things that you might do afterwards are, you know, updating your PMs to make sure that they get done. You don't necessarily have to do that before because not critical because starting it up. It's not, you know, you, you, you know, you've got to, you've got to, you know, do your PM on your pump in six months. So you just got to, you can't let it go. And, and, and a lot of people fall down because they say, well, that's going to be after startup and then they, they lose never it. get to it or whatever. Um, so the key, so another key thing of your program needs to be um, having uh, a way to track those actions to make sure that they get done. So they do the review. They've got, I'll call it pre-implement, post-implement items, items identified. And let's say now they've got all the pre-implement or the pre-startup action items completed. All the reviews are done. Then what? Well, assuming the change has been made in the field, right? And we're ready to go. Well, now we got- Construction's been completed. Construction's been completed. So now the next step is going to be your pre-startup safety review. Ready to start it up. We want, it, we want to start it up. Yep. But before you can, we've got to make sure that we've done everything- that we're supposed to do, and that's where uh, your your PSSR. And I, when I when I talk to people about PSSRs, it's it's really your last chance before you start putting dangerous chemicals into your system. It's your last chance to catch things that could have gone wrong. Yeah, you, your opportunity. Did we can did we actually construct what we designed or intended to to construct? And was it? And and even if it was con- it was installed per design, we may go and see things like, oh, we didn't we didn't think about that. Oh wait, that you know we put that, that we put that, that critical valve where no one can that reach it. Nobody can reach that. <laughs> or or um, in order to to in order to 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 maintain that pump, I've got to get behind a. a a vessel which is at 500 degrees F oh, yeah. and you know, I mean it, it's so I've had, I've had in PSSRs that I was overseeing as the engineer. Um, we've gone out and I was looking at, and it, it got missed. I mean, this is kind of embarrassing, but 21 flange sets that were supposed to be ANSI class 300 were ANSI class 150. Is and, that so, so that sounds like that could be a problem. Big problem. If you miss it, we start up it. and all of a sudden they're like, Hey, we're busting. And all of our flint, and it's like, oh, okay, that's because they're not rated for the pressure. Exactly. So so your PSSR is really that. So, you know, it's, a, again, cross-functional team. You get operations involved. You get maintenance involved. You get engineering involved. We got, we got cars. We, got, we have uh, under a relief valve. So if we've got a, a block valve, yeah. is it locked open, car sealed open? Yeah, right? Like Think, it's supposed to be. We have all our bleeds. Do you, you know, bring contractors in? Sometimes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Especially if it's if, if a contractor was responsible for a large part of the of the uh, installation, absolutely, you bring them in. And uh, So I'm an operator. Mm-hmm. What's my part in the PSSR? So as an operator, you know, we're getting ready, you know, we, you know, engineering or management or whatever, we're getting ready to turn this process over to you. This is, this is your chance to say, wait a minute, that's not going to work. 
that's not going to work. That is going to be a problem. Um, they, there's and, a saying sometimes around facilities. They always say, well, after engineering leaves, we'll fix it. Exactly. So this is your, this is your chance to, um, instead of waiting to start up and saying, oh, we've got to get that fixed, say, no, 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 that needs to start, that needs to get fixed before startup. So generally a PSSR, you know, you've got this cross-functional team, you have some sort of a checklist, which is generally like a corporate standard checklist. Um, and then out of that, you've got, um, your basically wherever there are deficiencies, you've got action items to, to, uh, to address them. Some mm-hmm. of them are, are required before startup. We talked about that with the MOC. You had pre-startup and post-startup sort of actions. Same thing here, the PSSR. Um, if you need to improve your labeling a little bit, like, oh, hey, we missed a label on that valve. You don't need to hold up the whole thing because that valve doesn't have a tag. Um, but if it's uh, we've got the wrong uh, gaskets in our pipes, in our flanges, that could be it. That's a big that, oh. That would that would be something to catch. And I've got flanges, gaskets. I, um, we didn't motors we, motors turning the wrong way. You know bleed rings. Yep. You put in we put sometimes you put them in when you have a tight space and you want to be able to bleed off pressure between something. We didn't have we had a tight space under PSVs. I only replaced three of them, but I specified a bleed ring. And I go on the PSSR and I look in the box that's right there and there's all my bleed rings and they've and I'm like. You completely missed the point of why I did this for maintenance. We I, we were tired of shutting down this one little small area every time we had to test those valves, right? I resized the valves and we put in bleed rings, but they missed them. And I'm like, you missed the whole point <laughs> of doing this. So that's, so, so you're, you're kind of your PSSR. So your PSSR really is your last chance to find those things. Um, and again, the, the, there, there's usually an approval process for that. And if I, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if we're talking about boots on the ground here, and I'm, I'm, I'm a maintenance guy or I'm an operations guy or, you know, I'm plant engineer. Um, you know, this is the time, you know, they, they're going to turn this over to you and the engineers are going to go home. You know, the corporate, the corporate guys are going to go, the contractors are going to go home and it's going to be you operating the process. And this is your chance to make sure that you're to make sure as much as you can. I mean, obviously there are things that you, you know, that you're not going to see things, things are missed, but it's, it's that opportunity. At least you're taking that opportunity. You hear the word PSSR, get out there and look, get out there and look, you um, should be part of the team, but if you're not get out there, and if look. you're not, this is, you, you should definitely go out there and um, be looking around. And if you see something, bring it to the attention of whoever's leading the PS, the PSSR, bring it to the attention of your boss, whatever. Um, but you know, before, if, if this, if this fails, if this step fails, then you've got a, a chance that, you know, whatever is high hazard chemical is in your pipe, tetramethyl death, that when you start up, that's going to come out and you don't want that to happen. We, nobody wants that to happen. Um, so that's why, that's why it's, it's our last chance to catch those, to catch those mistakes. Um, so take it, you know, there are some, unfortunately, sometimes these get pencil whipped. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't take them seriously. They get and, filled out at a desk. <laughs> yeah. I've seen this. Yeah. No, I have too. So uh, take it seriously. And, um, you know, obviously the resources involved in a PSSR depend on the, you know, are, are dependent on, on the, the type of the change. Um, but if it's any sort of a, a, a significant change at all, get out there and take a look at it. So that's in my mind that's mocs and uh pssr yeah and anything then, else yeah the pssr is done you complete it yeah. you know and I, I guess i was just going to bring closure to the yeah. moc process itself yeah but yeah so you, you do the reviews you get the approvals checklist pre-implement post-implement you do the pssr you get startup approval we start up yep. start up 
don't forget about those things that you said were critical or not critical to start up, but post implement. Hey, let's cat over our master set of drawings. Let's implement that PM, you know, those things before you close out the MOC. Yeah. And, it, and if you don't, OSHA or EPA will come back and, um, you know, or, or your next compliance, compliance audit, they're going to say, all right, so here's your MOC and here's your action. So show me that you updated that print. Yep. Uh, show me that you updated that, that, uh, procedure. Um, you train, show me where you train your operations and your maintenance INE staff on this modification. Show me where you communicated the change to affected mm -hmm. employees. Uh, that's when more people fall down all the time. Um, so yeah, I think that, I think that's it. Wraps it in, up in, yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. So MOCs and PSSRs, all good things. Um, I recommend to clients, even if they're not PSM facilities, you should have a process for this. Oh yeah. Um, uh, it, you know, if you, if you're dealing with any chemicals, you know, we want the chemicals to stay inside the pipe, regardless if it's tetramethyl death or, um, something less hazardous. You, we, I mean, we, we don't, we don't want things coming out. Why not just take a, a little bit of time to think things through to have a few people look things over. It's one of, it's one of the good process safety principles. That's good business. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that's it. Absolutely. So I guess, um, as we usually say, if you have any questions or, or want us to, you know, anything, any questions that, that this uh, topic brought to mind for you, please let us know. We'll try to address in a future podcast. Um, if you want to mind, please uh, leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast fix. Uh, and also, um, if you, uh, if you, um, have not yet, you know, please get on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, you know, we're, we're, uh, um, on those, uh, platforms, of course, follow us. Um, and until next time, this is Rob and this is Wesley. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Amplify Your Process Safety. Head to our website, AmplifyConsultants.com, to find our show notes and other resources. Thank you for joining us in our mission to ultimately save lives by advancing process safety right here on Amplify Your Process Safety. Until next time.